0: Are you ready to take your financial advisory firm to the next level? Get a realistic approach to making your business successful, innovative, and client-centered with insights from a creative marketer and results-oriented business consultant. Welcome to the Insights for Financial Advisors podcast with your host, Crystal Lee Butler.
1: Welcome to Insights for Financial Advisors. I'm your host, Crystal Lee Butler, owner of Crystal Marketing Solutions. And with me is this season's co-host, Dr. Jack Singer. Professional psychologist, speaker, and the author of the Financial Advisor's Ultimate Stress Mastery Guide. Let's welcome Dr. Jack Singer.
0: Crystal, again, it's my pleasure. Uh, you have a, an audience that's very fortunate to have you as a host, bringing them material of huge value that they can incorporate into their practices. And uh, certainly, if they take the uh, snippets of wealthy kind of wisdom, witticisms, and wisdoms uh, with them, they can actually dramatically change their practice in a very positive way. So I'm very happy to be a part of that.
1: Yes, I'm very happy for you to be here with me as well. Thank you.
0: Good. So today you wanted to talk about female clients, uh, how to attract and retain female clients in your practice. So... If you don't have any questions for me, I'll just get started.
1: Yes, please do. Um, I'm excited to learn more about this topic. I think it's a very um, important topic, especially right now, um, with all the statistics going around about women really being more dominant um, in households and making financial decisions for their families.
0: Good. So, with uh, someone having a successful practice and pipeline to new clients, you might ask yourself, why do I need to be concerned about female clients in particular? Well, let me cite some statistics that may be shocking unless you've already seen these statistics somewhere else. Over the next few decades, it's predicted that women will inherit close to $30 trillion in intergenerational wealth transfers, $30 trillion over the next few decades. And because women are likely to outlive their husbands, they'll also control most of this wealth, plus they will inherit their parents' wealth. So, women are an exceedingly important group of people to make sure are included and feel included in your practice. Currently, 57% of college graduates are women, and they control more than 60% of the personal wealth in the United States. 22% of women currently earn more money than their spouses. Women make approximately 80% of their family's buying decisions. Women control 89% of currently existing bank accounts. 28% of homeowners are single women. 45% of the millionaires in the United States are women. That wouldn't surprise me. 45% of the millionaires, almost half of them, are women. In 2009, 40% of private companies were at least 50% owned by women compared with only 26% of companies in 1997. And I'm sure now, since we're eight years down the road, uh, more than 50% are owned by women. And finally, women currently own 20% of firms with revenue of at least a million dollars. So women in the earning capacity and in the inheriting capacity and in controlling the wealth capacity are a key concern for every financial professional. This statistic may also surprise you. 70% of widows fire their spouse's financial advisor within a year after their spouse passes away. Now that to me is critical and really speaks volumes. This study was reported by Fidelity Investments in 2013. Why wouldn't they be loyal to the advisor that dealt with their spouse and their family for so many years? The answer is enlightening. I can actually speak to that from my own personal experience. When my father passed away, my mother had no clue about anything that had to do with the finances. My father just assumed she wouldn't understand it, she wouldn't take an interest in it, so all of the work he did with his financial advisor he did privately with his financial advisor. When my mother was in charge now of what to do, she decided to get a new financial advisor because A, she was offended that this advisor never took an interest in her to share any of this with her. B, whenever they had a meeting, His eye contact was always on my father, thinking she had little to contribute, and she probably didn't understand it anyway. In other words, my mother was insulted and offended, but never said anything. And in interviewing females across this country for my book, I discovered this is a very common syndrome, where women quietly sit by, sometimes they're invited to the meeting, sometimes they're not. Uh, and when they are the attention and the body language tends to be more toward the male and the women sit by and instead of assertively saying, wait a minute, I don't agree with that or explain that some more, or I don't like the way you're not asking my opinion. They just sit there and passively listen, but inside they're furious. And once their spart- once their spouse passes away, that's the time they decide to take charge of their situation. So this is the important point in which a huge percentage of women fire their uh, financial advisors within a year of the passing of their spouses. Uh, Crystal, do you have any questions or comments about that?
1: No, but I I just think that that's amazing to recognize that and to understand that perspective of being a or a woman that is in charge of my finances. And I grew up with a mom that it was in charge of the finances to really understand that side of it, where it would be in the reverse. I mean, I can completely sympathize um, with widows who get discouraged. Um, It's just something that advise all advisors, women or men advisors, but I know there's um, a lot more men advisors out there might not be their intentions, but that is how women are reading it.
0: That's correct. And I have some quotes in my book from um, females who did fire their old advisors. And here are some of the comments. He never listened to me. He was condescending toward me. He hardly looked at me or asked my opinion. I couldn't trust him to consider my needs. I felt overlooked and undervalued. I didn't believe he really understood my fears and goals. And I think that a lot of male uh, advisors also have some stereotypes of women in finances, such as believing in the following myths. Myth number one, women prefer to leave financial decisions to men. Myth number two, women are too emotional and base financial decisions on their emotions at the time. And myth number three, women are impulsive and may make financial decisions that they later regret. So if any of you advisors out there believe these three myths and say, I didn't know that wasn't true, then you need to get some sensitivity training about what women really want and what they really desire and what they're really capable of doing. You may have heard that money problems are one of the most significant factors leading to divorce, for example. Let me quote you some research by Dr. Sonia Britt, who's a professor in the Institute of Financial Planning at Kansas State University. She interviewed data from 4,500 couples who had gone through divorce, and the data showed definitively that the number one factor causing their divorces was indeed money issues. Many couples avoid dealing with financial issues as if it's a taboo subject, with women often leaving financial decisions to males in their lives in order to avoid controversy, but it doesn't solve the problem. So an eye-opening study by Alliance Life, or Alliance, I think it's pronounced, Life, Uh, Determine. they surveyed 2,200 women between the ages of 25 and 75 with a minimum household income of $30,000 per year. And here's what they discovered. Large percentages of these women continue to feel uncomfortable dealing with financial issues, but at the same time, they believe they need to take an active part in managing their money. Two-thirds of married women are concerned about leaving all of their financial decision to their spouses, and 57% say they handle major investment decisions and retirement planning themselves. Women across all demographics exhibit a surprising, irrational fear regarding finances. Almost 50% of women surveyed fear losing all of their money and becoming homeless. Can you believe that? 50% of women said, I, I, once my spouse dies, I could lose all my money and become homeless. Even a third of the highest earners, meaning 200000 plus that they earn, still fear that they'll wind up homeless. This points to a deeply held type of financial insecurity that doesn't seem to be an issue with males. So a smart advisor would really show charts and graphs and uh, objectively to females how with with the help of this advisor, that person will never be homeless. They will never outlive their money. This is a major fear that a lot of women have because they haven't been educated in this area. And so 57% of women, married women, say the fear of their spouse dying is a primary fear that keeps them awake at night, but fear of running out of money is a close second. So we really need to be sensitive to the needs of women. We really need to ask the question, What kinds of things do you fear? We really need to ask the questions. What have you been uncomfortable with with the last advisor that your family had? What did you feel was missing? What can I do to make it easier for you? I recommend that every advisor, even if the woman is married, have separate meetings with the men and the women so that the women will feel comfortable sharing their concerns which they may not share in front of their spouse. So these are some of the things you can do to guarantee that women are comfortable in your practice, that they'll tell other women about you, that they'll bring new people to your practice. And there's one more thing I'd like to share, if that's okay, Crystal.
1: No problem. I'd love to hear it.
0: Okay. I teach people, whether they're men or women, a communication skill that will help them to really get to what is bothering or concerning someone. And it's called active empathic listening. So we don't have time to really go through all of that here, it's in my book, but you can actually look up active empathic listening. And it teaches men in particular, because women are better listeners than men. It teaches men how to listen to the needs and concerns of women, which includes the, you know advisors and spouses, rather than assuming what they're saying and jumping in and giving your point of view. Active empathic listening, teaches you how to really listen to those needs and concerns and enhancing that communication skill will rivet your female clients to your practice it will also help you when you're interviewing females who are thinking about joining your practice or in males too if you start practicing active empathic listening and maybe we can have this as one of our future you know um, little segments here uh, Podcast, but if you can use active empathic listening with all potential clients, they will be riveted to you and trust you, unlike any other way you can communicate with them.
1: Yes, I think listening skills um, have been underrated and they're starting to be more and more important to develop them in any industry, especially in the financial advisory industry. Listening to your clients, male or female, it's important for anybody to really have solid skills in listening and being. Imp- empathic so i'm excited actually to have that um segment so we'll definitely um heads up that will be coming in the future okay in one of our next podcasts thanks for volunteering it
0: sounds great crystal
1: (laughs) okay well thanks so much again for joining us today um thanks so much jack for all of your great information and we look forward to next time
0: I look forward to it as well. And to all of the listeners out there, you stick with Crystal. She knows what she's doing.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Insights for Financial Advisors podcast. If you liked this episode, please rate the podcast on your favorite podcast app. For more insights, tips, and resources, visit insightsforfinancialadvisors.com today.